All right, Bears fans, the holiday season is approaching, and we have the perfect gift for you. It is the Perfect Package 3.0 by Manscaped, the number one recommended gift all year long. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0, which is the best men's below-the-belt grooming trimmer, which can also be used on any part of the body. Hairy chest or back? Look no further. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is designed to reduce cuts and makes for a smooth trim. This 7,000 RPM trimmer has helped reduce manscaping accidents around the world. In addition, you'll find other liquid formulations inside the perfect package like their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, and Reduced Chafing Boxer Briefs. These formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free, so you know your man is in good hands. Your lady won't be disappointed either. Save 20% off plus free shipping with the code SHY at manscaped.com. Again, that is code CHI, SHY, in the Manscaped shop for 20% off and free shipping. Now back to Bears Nation Podcast. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Well, come on. Baby, don't you want to go? Back to the same old place. Sweet home, Chicago. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition of Bears Nation podcast. Another episode coming at you previewing the Bears Sunday night tilt against the Green Bay Packers Thanksgiving week. Bears coming off the bye. A lot of things to figure out. A lot of things that are settling injuries. Uh, Play calling, of course, after that first week of Bill Lazor calling the play. So a lot of things getting figured out. Arguably the biggest game of the year, as Kevin Lapka's dubbed it, uh, because you're still in a playoff spot and you're actually only one game back of the division now because of all three other NFC North teams losing this past weekend while the Bears were on by. So um, as as infuriating as the season has been, as up and down the season has been, you're still in the hunt. You're still staring a playoff spot in the face. Uh, you just got to play better and seize it. You're in control of your own destiny, really. So uh, that being said, uh, Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano joining me as always. And we're going to break it down. We're going to preview it. This huge matchup, the first time you're seeing the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers on an absolute tear this season, uh, playing really like an MVP. He's in that hunt. So we know the Bears' issues with the Packers, and you know we have this big game coming up. And now Nick Foles got hurt at the end of the Vikings game, and it looks like everyone's reporting it as of today after Matt Nagy's 3 p.m. press conference that happened today. We're recording this on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. It looks like Mitch Trubisky is going to start. All three of us said that this should be the move. All three of us said that if you want to win, you got to take the higher ceiling. Um, I was the big, big flip there going from team Nick Foles, which really I, I wasn't firmly in there anyway, but I was the one that flipped and said, bring Mitch Trubisky and he gives you the higher ceiling. You got to give yourself the best chance to win now because Nick Foles has crashed and burned and is clearly not the answer. And now he's hurt. So looks like Mitch is going to be it boys. Looks like we're rolling with Mitch Trubisky on Sunday night. And if he plays well, no reason that that job should be taken away from him. He's back. He is back, and I am excited. Guys, I don't know if I've ever been more pumped for a podcast than about this one. I am ready to go. Mitch is back. Bears could be back, and they play the Packers in primetime. And regardless of any record, regardless of whether they're 10-0 and and 0-10, primetime against the Packers is always a special game. Uh, And for every Bears fan, they all feel the same way. 
Um, and every single Bears fan should be absolutely juiced for this game. They're five and five, like you said. It they kind of I know they don't technically control their own destiny by the definition of that phrase, but they sort of do because they have two games against the Packers. If they win both of those games starting on Sunday night, they will be first in the division. Um, so it is all in front of them, and this is it, man. Let me start us off here with a bull prediction. I texted this to you guys, and I know we typically save that for later, but I think Sunday night's game will be the most watched game of the past 10 years for the Chicago Bears. I really do believe that. It is the oldest and best rivalry in football and arguably the best rivalry in all of sports. It's Sunday night football, prime time, under the lights, a holiday weekend. You're coming off of Thanksgiving. People are eating their turkey. They're eating their leftovers. And it's the return of Mitchell Trubisky. And whether you're a Bears fan or not, everyone is going to be tuning in to see how Mitchell Trubisky responds, how he has reacted to those six games of being benched uh, and that experience for him. So this is this is huge. This is huge. Um, you know, I know Bears fans have been pessimistic. I mean, this has been a long, long, long bye week. And I think you guys can kind of agree it's been lengthy. There's been a lot of, you know, uh, pessimism about the team back and forth. Who are they? What are they? Playoffs, no playoffs, all that. Well, you know, we can answer a lot of those questions based off of the result of Sunday night. So I'm just ready to go for this, and I am excited excited to dive into it with you guys. Let's get it. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, just the, just the whole thing with Mitch, I think, adds, um, you know, just another dimension to how interesting this game, um, you know, is. So Bears-Packers, I mean, it doesn't really get better than that, um, you know, as Bears fans. I know, I know Packers fans feel the same way. I, I know they do, like, as much as we... I know I've said this in the past, but like as much as we go back and forth with Packers fans, like I think mm -hmm. we have to take a step back and appreciate this rivalry for what it is. Like, you know, every time they match up, you know, uh, other than, you know, a few times, um, you know, the games are usually close um, and, and, you know, the teams just they're going to war for that win. So uh, I'm excited for it. And, and, you know, I'm excited to see how Mitch looks. Um, you know, they a lot of people feel like he was, you know, unfairly benched. So, um like you said, Kevin, like this is a good way to see kind of where he's at um, and just, you know, um, see if he's improved at all, what it's done, to, you know, just how he responds to adversity. Yeah, I don't know what the numbers are for what the most viewed Bears game was over the last 10 years, but I mean, there's. Yeah. Go ahead. I think it was the Eagles game, but I'm excluding that Eagles game. So aside from the playoff game, I am unsure. Let me try to find it, though. Yeah, I mean, but regardless, um, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of factors here, but also you have a lot of bears fans who are apathetic. Now there's a lot of bears fans who are checking out because of the dismal play that you've had over the last few weeks. Um, you know, what going from five and one to four, five and five and you know, the spiral that you've been on, you've, the team's been changing. You've gone through a quarterback change. Now you're going through a second one. You've, the play calling has been changed over from Nagy to the Lasers, I mentioned earlier. Uh, you've had injuries. You've had guys being dissatisfied. But, I mean, all that being said, this is still a big matchup. Like I said in the beginning, you have, you're have you staring a playoff spot in the face. You still have games that you can win. You just got to steal some. Um, and you know what? The Packers just lost to the Colts, and the Colts were a team that you played your worst game against by far, um, although I guess the Vikings game is up there as well. But uh, a team, a, a Colts team that you could have beaten, I should say, and that you had every yeah. opportunity to beat, and the Packers just lost to them. Um, now, granted, I don't really love having to face Aaron Rodgers coming off a ba bad loss in which he's motivated, but I mean, the Packers have shown that they're human and you still have this defense that is capable of holding any team under 15 points. So uh, hopefully Mitch brings in that spark. 
Hopefully Mitch gets this offense going. Hopefully he brings another element. Hopefully Laser can do a little bit more with Mitch there uh, under center and, and as the quarterback. But we're going to find out. And I, I'm going to try and keep expectations low personally just because, first of all, you never get disappointed if you keep expectations low. But also, I just don't know what to expect. So I don't want to get my hopes up up in the sky and then I'm disappointed again because – we don't know what it's going to look like. The play calling and the game plan has changed so much week to week. Like I said, it's been a roller coaster of a season. So I, I'm not sure what to expect. So I'm going to wait until it's actually on our screens in front of us before I start making assumptions or predictions because I have no idea how this is going to look. Well, I think there's a sense of excitement to that. The fact that there is that unknown between Laser and Mitch. Uh, we've never seen Mitch with a different offensive coordinator the past few years. So, you know, what will that look like? We don't know. Um, but it is kind of exciting to think in the back of your mind, well, we could see something different. You know, we had Abdallah. I said this on the last podcast. But remember what Abdallah was saying? Uh, Nagy is the NASCAR driver driving a Prius. Well, maybe it was the other way around. Maybe Mitch was a Maserati and, um, you know, was being driven by a 16-year-old or something. And that's the analogy I made. And, and I'm just saying, you know, we don't know. You know, we don't know what Laser can do for Mitch. And I don't really think the ceiling is too high for Laser. But nonetheless, I mean, we all, for the past few years, we've had these thoughts that for some reason Nagy wasn't able to adapt the play calling towards the strengths of Mitch and Trubisky. And we all agreed on that. And we said that time and time again. So now we can see if that was a real true narrative. Uh, and I think it might just be. So I, there is that sense of excitement there. And then you mentioned the Packers being human. Guys, the Packers are more than human. They got stopped by the Buccaneers 38 to 10. We know what the Bears did to the Buccaneers. People try to discredit the Bears and say, well, they almost lost to the Lions and they almost lost to the Giants. All right, let's play that game. The Packers almost lost to the Jaguars, only beat them by four points two Sundays ago. I mean, you know, you could play that all day. The Packers are a good team, and I will say that, but they are more than human and more than beatable. So this is not a game where, you know, I got Bears fans on Twitter coming in here saying, oh, man, 35 to three, the Bears are going to get stomped. No reason for me to watch. That is simply not the case. I mean, we talked with Joshua this summer and, you know, he was talking about the Bears Packers rivalry. It's as strong as ever. You know, these guys are going to come ready to play. I mean, except for the times when the Bears were really bad a few years ago, most of the games they play against Green Bay are close, you know, hard mouth football games. I mean, that's just the nature of this rivalry. Last year when they were eight and eight, first game of the season, the score was 10 to three. I mean, how often do we see 10 to 3 in today's NFL? We don't. I'm not saying you're going to see 10 to 3 this Sunday night, but you're going to see a dogfight like that. And I have Packers. I don't know about you guys. We're all from Chicago. I, for some odd reason, have a lot of Packers fans who are friends of mine from Chicago. I don't know why they're Packers fans, but. And I was talking to one of them, and they're making the point that the Packers cannot win physical dogfight games. That's what they brought up to me based off of their observ observations of the team. And, well, based off of that information, that plays right into the Bears' hands because we know this is going to be a physical dogfight game. And if the Bears are going to come out with a win, it is going to be because it's going to be a physical game. And, you know, these guys are going to bring, you know, they're going to bring that old rivalry back. So I'm not I'm not saying this is going to be, you know, a big Bears win, but I'm also not saying this is going to be a blowout. And I know there's a lot of, I mean, I would probably say, I don't know, 50% of the fan base thinks that's the most likely outcome of Sunday night's game. But based off the history and the evidence we have here, I don't I don't think that is going to be the case at all. So this is going to be a smash mouth football game, you know, going at it, really going at it. You're probably going to see a little bit of chippiness, of course, as you always do. Maybe a fight here and there. You never know. But I mean, that's that that's the football we want to see as Bears fans. Right. I mean, is like that what we want to see? Yeah. I mean, 
in this case, especially because, you know, I, I noticed that um, that thing that you, you brought up about how the Packers don't like those smash mouth games. I mean, like you can argue, especially defensively, they're they're pretty soft. Um, and, and, you know, that's one thing that I, I've seen Packers fans on Twitter complain uh, about a lot. Um, and, you know, I also have a lot of friends that are Packers fans. They say the same thing. So, um, you know, that's that's you know, that should be a point of emphasis, you know, for the offense, especially. Um, you know, that, that defense is soft and, and, you know, just use, use Mitch how he should be used. Um, and hopefully Bill Lazor does that. Um, but I will, I do want to say one thing, um, you brought up that Josh Woods, uh, episode at the end of it, I asked him for one thing and one thing only, and that was to, for the bears to beat the Packers. And he told me he got me, he told me he got me. So we'll see, (laughs) we'll see if he keeps that promise. (laughs) <laughs> I, yeah great. two of my closest friends are Packers fans so that, I, I feel like every Bears fan has that one or two people in their life who are Packers fans for whatever reason I don't yeah. know maybe it, maybe it keeps us humble but uh I mean we've seen the Bears be able to every, every time that the Bears have beaten the Packers it's been because they have that hard-hitting smash mouth defense that is willing to take it to Aaron Rodgers and to their offensive line that hasn't changed uh, you got to be able to make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. I mean, every single time. I mean, remember what Shane McClellan did to him? Shane McClellan terrorized Aaron Rodgers for three, four years for some reason. I don't know why, but that was just a <laughs> thing. Um, and now you have people who are infinitely better than Shane McClellan on this team. So no disrespect to Shane McClellan. Sure, he's a great guy. But let's be honest with ourselves. So, I, I mean, and, and we've seen it. We've seen it in the last two years. Aaron Rodgers, when you can make him uncomfortable – that's when you win these games or that's when you have the best chance to win these games. So I think that you're going to have a real chance. There would be a great time for Robert Quinn to show up from whatever hole he's been hiding in. Um, but also, you know, we know Cleo Max has been effective this year, uh, even more so than he was last year. And last year he wasn't showing up on the stat sheet. Um, hopefully Akeem Hicks is going to be around. It, I haven't heard anything or seen anything that indicates he's going to be out or he's been ruled out yet. So that's a step in the right direction. No news is good news, I suppose, in that regard. But, I mean, you still have Eddie Jackson. You still have Kyle Fuller. You still have Jalen Johnson. So you still have guys that can make Rodgers uncomfortable, that can make these windows tighter. Um, I mean, look what what happened with the fumble at the end of their game against the Colts with MVS. We know Aaron Rodgers is not going to be happy with him this week. So if you can shut Devontae Adams down, or at least make him less of a factor than he usually is, you're going to have to make Aaron Rodgers make some decisions. And I think that plays in your favor big time, especially because we know how opportunistic this Bears secondary can be. Uh, and that then just boils down to, can Laser and Mitch come up with a game plan that allows you to score points and give you a shot to win the game and hopefully win the game and score points and do the damn thing? Uh, so I pose this question to the two of you then. Kevin and Chris, what's the confidence meter in Mitch and Laser having some kind of rapport down pat well enough, oiled up machine enough to be ready for Sunday night to uh, execute a efficient game plan to give you a chance to win the game? Scale of one to ten. Oiled up machine enough. <laughs> you know um, what I know. I'm, no, no, that was good. Um, I'm going to go seven. I am going to go seven because here's the deal, guys. It's not, and I've said this for weeks. People think this is a, a two-way thing. This is just between Mitch and Laser, And whatever Mitch does is going to dictate the game. 
That is not the case. I mean, how many times have we talked about what the running game does for an offense and what the running game does for this offense and the evidence that we have of what happens when Mitch is in there, what happens to the running game when Mitch is in there? So I think we have to look at it that way. You pose that question, you know, the two of them. Well, let's talk about the running game as well. How does Mitch being in there help the running game? And we know, which, by the way, which, by the way, David mm-hmm. Montgomery is going to play this week. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. Yep. That's huge. But here's the thing, guys. It shouldn't be, just be Dave Montgomery. It, Lamar Miller needs to get carries. Artavis Pierce needs to get carries. But nonetheless, no matter who it is, we all can agree here, right, that Mitch should help that running game, correct? I mean, we we saw the numbers from the first few weeks. We know what is what they're capable of and what that offense looked like in those first few weeks um, with uh, Mitch versus them with Fools. He's going to open, he, you know, that running threat is going to open things up for that defense. They might have to have a spy with a linebacker. I mean, things are just going to open up. So I'm I'm uh, I'm going with a seven. I know that's going to seem lofty for a lot of people. They're going, why the hell are you going with a seven based off what we've seen in the past six weeks? And here's what I'll have to say and what I kind of realized. I, I took the bye week to kind of reflect on something. Um, you know, I picked the Bears in every game this year, okay, and I, and I've gotten my respectful hate for that. And I've had these expectations about the team, and people continue to ask me why am I so optimistic? Where do these expectations come from? And I kind of realized that all my expectations of that offense were based off of Mitch being at the helm. I expected them to do this. I expected them to do that if Mitch was the quarterback, um, if that makes any sense at all. So I'm expecting them, you know, now that Mitch is in there, to be around a seven on that confidence. I expect them to be a productive offense. This does not mean they're going to vault themselves into a top 10 offense that will put up 400 yards. I think they can put up 300, maybe 350, something like that, and enough for you to win the game. And that's all anyone should be looking for. So I'm going with a seven, Chris. What is your answer? You know, I, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with a five. Um, I, I I just think there's too much unknown. Uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky, how he's gonna respond to all this. Um, you know, maybe even a little bit of rust because uh, you know this is his first uh, you know sure. piece of game action in a while. I know he had that little taste some hill type play against <laughs> the Saints, but. Um, yeah, it's. I, I think um, we also haven't seen enough of Laser as well. You know, he's he called one game. Um, so yeah, just that uncertainty I think puts it at, at around a five to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like you said earlier, Kevin, that little uncertainty about how the offense is going to look. You know, that little bit of hope. I guess um, it, it's like you know a, a breath of fresh air. Um, so yeah, I, I you know I I'll probably go with a five. Jake, let me pose you this question uh, because this is this is the main my own question here. Okay, answer your own question, then I'll pose you the question. <laughs> no, i that's actually perfect because I was at a six, so that all works out. Okay, well there you go, five, six, seven. I mean, that's exactly what the listeners want here. They want, you know, they can put themselves behind Jake, Chris, or I, and we give them three options to do that. That's that's great podcasting right there from the three of us. Shout out to us. Um, but here's the question that I have. You know, the, the narrative is for a majority of people, and I already brought this up. Uh, oh, you know, Chicago Sometimes wrote an article about this. They said, Mitch Foles doesn't matter. Uh, and I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot of people that agree with that statement, um, that regardless of who's at the helm, it doesn't matter. And people have been saying that for weeks. So, Jake, I'm giving you the opportunity here to debunk that statement and tell me why you think things could be so different. Why things could be better, be so different in a, like a positive sense? A positive why, 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 yes, why things will be better with Mitch versus Foles in those last six games and why things will, why there will be a noticeable difference, not just to Bears fans, but to any average NFL fan watching the game on Sunday with Mitch at the helm. 
Yeah, so this was my thing, and it, you know, I was the one who said I would be fine with Foles being the week one starter. Um, and my reasons at the time were that Foles seemed at the time to have a better touch and have a better be able to better process the game. Um, even if you did lose the athleticism of Mitch, it would have evened out because of Foles' football IQ and his ability to process the game. What we've now learned is none of those things are true. Um, Foles was consistently getting frazzled. He was consistently fighting with Nagy on the sideline, consistently not able to come up with with plays that were beneficial to the offense. Um, so now you come in with Mitch, and, and I said this against the Vikings, you saw so many running lanes open because teams are willing to just let the linebackers back off because Foles wasn't going anywhere. Now with Mitch, you at least have to add that extra element. And credit to Kevin, because Kevin was trying to say this for weeks, that coaches and teams have to at least plan for that extra element with Mitch, even if it doesn't come to fruition. That is going to be true this week. You're going to see it. Um, you're going to see less linebackers just going back into coverage and waiting, or you're going to see linebackers rushing more because they're not they're afraid more of keeping those running lanes open and not wanting Mitch to take advantage of those because we've seen Mitch rush for touchdowns, for 20, 25-yard touchdowns, and you can't let a quarterback beat you like that because that's how you lose games. Also with Mitch, the deep ball. We saw it in the Lions game. We saw it in the Giants game. The deep ball has gotten better. Now I don't know if that'll hold true after shoulder injury and after being on the bench for these last few weeks, but I'm willing to give it a shot. And now with Laser, who honestly I think is going to give Mitch more of a shot, He's mm-hmm. going to give Mitch more of an opportunity and open the playbook up a little more. He's not going to ask him to do too much, but he's not mm-hmm. going to say, okay, we're keeping you just to the basics. So I think that there is definitely going to be some positive changes here um, at the very least in that you have a quarterback that can make something out of nothing now with his legs. Chris, yeah, your answer to that question. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that's really the main thing. That's kind of the whole point about why – I, I wanted him a few weeks ago. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was one to say that as well. Um, but I just want to clarify. I always felt like Mitch's ability or Mitch's mobility, uh, was always a better option for this offense. But when I said it didn't matter, I just don't feel like either quarterback is good enough to get us to where we need to be. That's, what I kind of meant by it doesn't matter, but in terms of what gives us the best chance, I don't even think that's really an argument anymore. Um, you know, Mitch is I, literally all you have to talk about is the mobility. I think if you watch the Bears and you see how they function under Mitch Trubisky and what he could do, like the positives and the positives that you know Foles brings to the table, I think it's a no-brainer that Mitch <laughs> is the guy for this offense based off what we have right now. I, I yeah, mostly, I mostly agree with that statement. But I and I hate I I'm usually never the guy that goes, oh, but look what happened this season. Mitch did get you to a playoff game that you should have won, uh, you know, if not for other un, unexplainable uh, uh, outside influences. Don't talk but, about it. But and and I'm usually not a guy that says, oh, but look at two seasons ago, because two seasons is a long time. Um but that did still happen, and that still is something that Mitch is capable of doing. We've seen it, um, and that's still something that's on the resume. So while I don't think – oh, God, I'm turning into Kevin. While I don't think that either quarterback is a championship-winning quarterback, this is a championship-winning defense. And if you play your cards right and you play the offense right the way it's supposed to be played and then you just let the defense go to work, I do think that you can get to where you want to be. I'm not saying it's going to happen. My confidence level in that happening is at a firm 3 out of 10, not even, probably 2 out of 10. But there is a scenario in which that happens. 
I mean, we got Jake Hassan out here defending Mitchell Trubisky to the moon. I mean, this is this is unbelievable. You guys go back, go back and listen to our episodes from August. Do yourselves a favor. Go back and listen to what this man was saying in August and then listen to this episode again and then tell me what you see. That's all I'm going to say. Respect, though, Jake. You're, you're back on it and you're all in and I love it. But here's here's what I was going to say for all Bears fans listening. Regardless of what you think about the X's and O's and all this, I can tell you for a fact what you're going to see on Monday is a far more fun and interesting offense than what you'll see, what you have been seeing the past six weeks. You will at least see someone try to make a play. You will at least see some semblance of, of uh, excitement at times. And, and I posed this in the last episode I did with Austin F from the Lakeshore Live. I said, you know what? What I kind of came to realize is I would rather have Mitch roll around for 10 seconds and then chuck the ball in the air and have it get intercepted than have Nick Foles throw three-yard checkdowns to Ryan Nall five straight times and go for a three and out. I mean, that's really – and I think every Bears fan at this at this point is thinking, I'm, I'm thinking the same exact thing. I mean, I just want to see somebody try and make a play, try to go downfield, try to get close to doing something acceptable on offense, and Mitch gives you that. So – I know there's people who are, you know, are extremely bored of watching Bears football, and rightfully so. I mean, it has been boring, straight boring to watch these games. I can assure you whether the Bears win or lose on Sunday night that the game will be far from boring, at least on the offensive side of the ball. So that much we have going yeah. for us. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of what I go back to, too, that drive against the Vikings that ended with two straight Ryan Nall checkdowns. That just doesn't happen with Mitch. You get some kind of run or rollout or something. So, um, yeah, I, I just think that your ceiling's higher. you got to roll with it. You're at that point in the season where you can't take the safe play. you got to go with the boomer bus. you got to go with the possible home run. So that's where we're at. Real quick, um, real quick I just want to add on to that. You know, it, it was funny when Foles got was put in there first time after Atlanta that week um, when we did our podcast, I think we were kind of saying like, OK, now the offense can be unleashed. Right. Al Robinson can be unleashed. OK, all these guys can be unleashed because they don't have Mitch throwing them and all of that. Right. Well, I feel like most Bears fans are kind of feeling the other way around now. It's like, OK, now Allen Robinson can get at least unleashed. He'll actually get a red zone target for the first time in the past six games. When we're inside the 10 yard line, we'll actually throw the ball to Allen Robinson. Uh, we'll throw the ball to Anthony Miller on third down, like we saw against the Lions last year in those two huge plays for Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Cole Komet might get more opportunities. Like, I feel like there's something inside me that uh, that feels as if we're going to start seeing more out of these players. Darnell Mooney might actually get a chance now. I don't know. That's just me. And I feel like that narrative has really changed. But I think a lot of Brisbane's kind of are starting to feel that same way. Like, you know what? You know, Foles in that offense just wasn't getting the most out of the talented players that we have on this offense. But now, you know, with some of these different elements, with Mitch at the helm, who a guy who feeds and consistently feeds Allen Robinson, whether you like it or not, uh, you know, this might be the point where we can make that phrase like the offense can be unleashed. So I just wanted to throw that out there and what you guys thought about that. Yeah, I I, I just want to like just I, I zeroed in on one thing that you said, um, and I know we've talked about this in the past, but. Like that whole thing about how, um, you know, when Foles comes in, like Allen Robinson's going to get more involved, this and that. And it's like me. I know me and Kevin for sure talked about this. I think it was it might have been an episode where it was just us two. But, um, you know, we, we were talking about how Mitch always threw to, to Allen Robinson, like whether he was open or not. A lot of the times mm-hmm. he would throw to Allen Robinson. So I never really understood that um, that argument. I think if anything, um, you know, Al Robinson is probably better off with Mitch just because Mitch tends to lean on him a little bit more. 
Um, whereas Foles is kind of that that vet, you know, he wants to spread the ball, um, process this and that. But Mitch is, you know, he knows his guy. Uh, that's Allen Robinson. He knows who the best player on this offense is. So, you know, he's going to go to him. I, I you know, I, you can go back and forth about, you know, which approach is better. But, um, you know, I, I really do do like the fact that Mitch does lean on Allen Robinson because, um, you know, I, I do feel like that is because he knows he is the guy. So. Yeah, I, I would say that is a fact. I mean, the thing with, uh, with you know, Foles is going to go to Robinson more. That was true for about a week, maybe two weeks, and then just kind of disappeared. The one thing I would say is, though, I do believe that Mitch and Cole Komet, I do see that becoming a connection that we can see. So I, I, I would so. be excited to see that. Um, the the lines for who the first touchdown score will be is not up yet. I just te- checked, um, so it's probably too early. That'll probably be up on Friday or so. But, I mean, we might have to advise the people to go with Cole Komet again because <laughs> I, I, I can legitimately see this happening. I mean, or or Mitch Trubisky, that might be one if he just runs one Ooh. in. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you would hope that Mitch could connect with the young guys. Uh, you would hope that Mitch can find a use for Lamar Miller. Um, you would hope that these things, I mean, now that Mitch has seen what Darnell Mooney can do as well, you would hope that he can make something out of that. So that would be something that I would keep my eye on. Uh, his connections with Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet for sure are up there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I am excited to see Mitch Trubisky start a game for the Chicago bears. Um, I, I, am all in, I'm throwing my head in the ring on the redemption tour because Mitch deserves it. He's a good guy. Um, he kind of got a, an unfair shake at this now seeing what Nagy has done to the playbook and, you know, hopefully laser gives him something to work with and something that he can, uh, you know, b- build his image up a little bit, uh, up in the city again. So I- I'm sure, obviously I'm not going to root against him. Um, even though I still think that if you tanked and lost out, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but that's not fun. So whatever, Uh, let's go with Mitch and let's see what he can do. I mean, because really he's playing for his next contract too. He knows what's on the line here. He knows what's what he's got to play for. So let's see what the guy can do. Let's see if he's got that chip on his shoulder and if he can get that fire to propel him forward. Well, and, and listen, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, him being a good guy, whatever. And I don't know if you guys listened to Matt Nagy's press conference today, but there was very, very high praise for how Mitchell Trubisky has handled the past six weeks, has handled all of that has gone down. And, and quite frankly, it's been a tough, I mean, that's a really tough situation for a guy like him. I mean, the amount of hate that this guy has gotten being benched and going, I mean, that is not easy. And it's also easy for you to kind of lose sight of, you know, who you are as a player and lose sight of everything. But, you know, Nagy said in the press comments, you know, I, he said he's just very proud of how Mitch has come out week after week, practice hard. Um, I believe who was it that we talked to was I think it was Woods who said again back in the summer that Mitch was one of the, you know, the first guys in, last guy out. And and I think I don't know who it was again today, but someone said resonated that same thing again today, that even when he was the backup, no matter whether he's the backup, the starter, the third stringer, uh, the MVP of the league, he will be the first guy in the building and the last guy out. And I think that's a true sentiment to who he is and the kind of character uh, that he has. And this is a quote from Matt Nagy. Uh, about if or when Trubisky starts on Sunday, quote, it's a great opportunity for him to just go out and play quarterback and play it with an appreciation for what he lost. He's going to use the stuff that he's learned from and use it to help better plays on game day. So it just shows that this guy has just had a constant motor just waiting for his moment to come back in. And I feel like we kind of have to appreciate that to a sense, Um, because a lot of quarterbacks 
seeing what happened to him, you know, we all agree that he was, quote, did dirty, done dirty by Matt Nagy in the the organization uh, after what happened in the Falcons game. You know, it's easy for a quarterback to check out. It's easy for any player to check out and say, well, the organization is not all all in on me. I'm not going to give my full effort back to them. And that's just not the way Mitch Trubisky is wired. So I think that's a really good thing to notice because this guy gets way too much hate, but he is a high character player, a true Chicago Bear. Uh, and I think the people, regardless of how he plays, the people in the city really need to appreciate that for who he is. Yeah, I was honestly going to say exactly what you said. Uh, I just, you know, I, I have the utmost respect for, you know, him not just mailing it in. Uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where, I mean, he had, in my opinion, every right to just absolutely mail it in and be like, OK, I mean, he pulled me. All right. The Foles is your guy. Mm-hmm. The Foles is your guy. Don't worry about me. Um, but you know, I, I just, I, I love the fact how, I love the fact that, you know, he, he did not like come out and say anything wrong. Um, and then that's, it, this is exactly why, I don't know if you guys remember, um, Mike Fury, uh, the bears wide receiver coach said something about how, you know, when the QB change happened, he's like, um, you know, now, uh, thankfully some of my guys can, can, uh, catch some, catch some accurate passes. It was something along those lines about like back shoulder passes. I, I can't remember completely, but um, that's why I said at the time, like it was just a very stupid comment, uh, just completely silly, unnecessary. I mean, Mitch hasn't, uh, you know, he struggled. He struggled in the past, but, you know, it, it's one of those things where, I mean, the guy has done nothing wrong. I, I think he deserves every, like there's no re- reason to root against him. Um, you know, wh- whether he comes back to the Bears after this year or not, like it, it's just, it's one of those things where I think he's given it his all he really has. And, you, you know, just that thing about, um, you know, him being the the first one in last one out type thing it's just it really speaks to who he is and and how hard of a worker he is so um yeah i mean i'm going to be rooting for mitch trubisky uh and and hopefully other bears fans are as well yeah if you're not rooting for mitch trubisky i I mean that's just something that you you don't like yourself or something you need to resolve something in your own (laughs) because i mean he's he's clearly i mean regardless of football or anything he's a likable guy everyone that's ever encountered him um, or anything out in the street, even has said he's the nicest dude in the world. So, you know what? Uh, let's go. Let's ride with Mitch. And that being said, shall we get into our bold predictions, boys? Bold predictions, and then over unders, or let's which one you want? All right, let's do it. I'll I'll kick it off with my bold prediction. Um, I do think that win or lose, the Bears and Mitch Trubisky play well enough that by this time, two weeks from now. We see light up sweater Mitch again. Oh, I'm doing a futures prediction. I'm doing a futures prediction. Okay. Okay. I really like that. That, That's I like it. Um, That's my sweater Mitch. Sweater Mitch. Do you want me to go or you want to take it? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Um, (laughs) I feel like I'm going to get some hate for this, but um, Anthony Miller. I think oh boy! Here we go. Here listen, we go listen, with the listen, Anthony listen, Miller stuff. Listen, listen, listen. All right, <laughs> Mitch and um and Anthony Miller. You know they have. I, I do feel like they have some sort of connection. I, I all right. I know we talk about how much Mitch um you know just does, misses this Anthony coming, Miller too. doesn't see him, but you know what? I think I, I I just think Mitch Trubisky understands who the go-to guys are in this offense yes. better because he's played in Chicago for longer. Um, you know, he's been, this is his third year with this offense. Um, you know, and the offense has barely changed, honestly. So, 
Um, you know, I, I think he just understands that better. So I think he's going to get targeted more. So give me an Anthony Miller touchdown in this game. Um, I don't remember when the last time he scored a touchdown was, but um, I do not think it was any time recently, right? Atlanta. Nope, not this right? year. Was oh, it Atlanta? Atlanta? Shit, I'm tripping. Jesus, was it really Park Atlanta? French. It was Wait, Atlanta, yeah. Holy crap. Okay, so yeah, Absolutely. Anthony Miller off the schneid with a touchdown against the Green Bay Packers, and man, that that would get me juiced. An Anthony Miller touchdown, and not only an Anthony Miller touchdown, an Anthony Miller touchdown against the Packers. Yeah, 9-27 at Atlanta, his only touchdown this season. Nope, Jeez. two touchdowns this season, yes. but the last one was Atlanta. Jesus Christ, that is not, that's not good, not good, but there we go, that's my bold prediction. Okay, there you go, um, I, I love it, Chris, I love it, and I, no, I really want to respond, because I think you're right, I mean, I, I think, you know, this was five games into Foles' run, I mean, we still had reporters asking Foles about his chemistry with the players, I mean, that, that was a serious issue that was not talked about enough, uh, it's be refreshing to see, is that, that natural trust level, I mean, we know about that natural trust level just between Mitch and Miller uh, and Mitch and Robinson and all those guys like that natural trust level is there. So that's that's really I'm really excited to see that. And I think Anthony Miller, quite frankly, should be excited as well for Sunday night. My bold prediction is I think the Bears do rush for over 120 yards on Sunday night. Again, I've mentioned in the past that I think I I, listen, man, listen, I, I think. You guys are going to be surprised. You guys are going to be come. I'm going to come at you on Sunday night when the Bears are rushing well. The offensive line looks good. And people are going to say, what? What, the, what is going on? I mean, why is this all happening? I'm going to say, look, this is what I told you, man. I've been saying this for weeks. Uh, you know, it, what Mitch brings to this offense does not just help the offense in general. It helps the offensive line and it helps the running game. And I think, you know, this is a okay package. Even if they're ranked 13th in rushing yards per game uh, against I believe they allow 113 rushing yards per game. So that would only be seven over the Packers average for the Bears to get to 120. And if they really if they really do say, you know what, we need to run by committee. Dave Montgomery still gets the uh, the heavy favorite of the carries, but we still give Lamar Miller five. We give Artavis Pierce six and we give Ryan all zero. Then I think you have a really good chance there of getting over 120. Um, so I, I kind of. Ryan, I, I threw some shade there, but I mean, I just think Artavis Pierce and Lamar Miller are just the more capable and and more likely players there to to rush for more yards. So 120 yards, I know that's a lofty number, but you know, I love I love these bold predictions. That's why they're bold, right? We don't call them that. We do can call for a reason. So 120 yards. Uh, do we have any others, or should we do over unders? No. Um, let's, let's... Yep. Let's move on. All right, let's move it to overs and unders. Uh, so, I mean, I was going to make the rushing total one of them, but Kevin already set that with, what well, was it, 120? Is that what you 120. said? 120. 120. So I'm going to take the under on that, personally. I think Chris is probably in the same boat there. But, um, you know, good for you, Kevin. I, I admire your faith. Um, you. I, I really do. Um, that being said, I did mention this earlier. Cole Komet receptions over under 1.5. Oof. I'm going over. Um, I'm 100% going over. I'm going big over. I think it's three or four. 1.5. Oh, man. I, I'm going to say over just because I want it to be over. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I, I, I just I just hope it's over because he really needs to get involved. I'm praying he gets involved because I tweeted this out yesterday. Like, we don't know what Cole Komet is as a player. We don't know if he's good. We don't know if he's bad. We don't know if he's mediocre. Like, 
We just don't know because we don't see him play. So um, I'm going to go over just for that reason. All right, Kevin. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's Thanksgiving coming up, and I know the game is being played on Sunday and not on Thanksgiving, but they're still going to have leftovers, maybe a turd Duncan here or there. And we know if the Bears win, you know, although it's not Thanksgiving, it's, the, you know, go eat a turd Duncan or something, go eat some turkey and Thanksgiving related food. So, my over under, I got to relate it to Thanksgiving. 0.5 turd Duncans eaten by Mitchell Trubisky after what we believe may be a glorious win against the Green Bay Packers overall. So that guess that leads to our score prediction uh, and our predictions for the game. But over 0.5 turd Duncans eaten turd Duncans, sorry, eaten by Mitchell say, Trubisky you, you on would Sunday night. Turd Duncans, turd Duncans. Sorry, <laughs> Jake. I'll over under 1.5. Come on. Uh. I don't know. Over one seems like a lot in general. <laughs> so over gonna... five. So he's either eating one turducken or he's eating none. No, you said one point five, right? No, I said point five. Point five. Oh, I'll go. Because I'll go over that. I thought you said one point. Okay, 5. so then that would then imply that you believe Mitch Trubisky is going to win the game, don't you? Uh, is, is that what you're implying? Is that what you're implying, Mr. Hassan? Chris, what is your answer? I'll go over. I just backed myself into a corner there. Damn it. I'll go over. Hey, did you end it? Okay. Wow, this is phenomenal. I mean, this is this is great. Both over on the turducken, over under. I'm I'm all in, guys. This is going to be great. Um, let's go into our score predictions. You guys remember 2015. Do you remember what happened the night of 2015? Thanksgiving night. Jay Cutler at the helm. Bears versus Packers. The Bears were 5-5. Five and five, five, 4 and 6. The Packers were... Seven and two going into Thanksgiving night. Chicago Bears beat the Packers 17-13. Jay Cutler and Tracy Porter are out there eating turkey legs next to Michelle Tafoya. Uh, it was exactly the Bears-Packers game you would have imagined. Bears defense played great. They did enough on offense, and they got an interception to end the game. I think we nearly see a carbon copy of that on Sunday night. I think the Bears come out and win. You guys have to remember, yes, this game is in Green Bay, but no, there are no fans that does play into it. Uh, we do have to mention that at some point. So I'm going with the Bears win. I'm going Bears win 20-14 in a glorious Mitch Trubisky comeback and the start of the greatest revenge tour of all time. Jake, I'll let you take this next. Oh, I really backed myself into a corner. My own confusion, my own dumb brain got the best of me. Um, all right. I'm going to say, uh, all right. My heart says Bears 27-24, but I would also like it for the record that my brain is telling me Packers 24-10. Okay. I want that for the record. I, I want that in the graphic, too. I want that oh, in the graphic. Brain. Oh, man. I want the graphic to reflect my thoughts. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Damn, I'm just so... Like, like I, I want to pick the Bears, but like Jake said, I just don't know if it's my heart taking over my mind or, uh, um, I, I just can't do it, man. I can't do it. I just feel like, yeah, I, I gotta go Packers. I'm gonna go Packers, twenty four fourteen. That's. But listen, that's, are you saying you can't do it because you don't want to be wrong? Like, is that truly what you? Because you got to go with truly what you believe is going to happen. So you really think the Packers win this game by 10 points? I think so. I think so. Fair. What did you say? 
I said, that's fair. I'm just making sure you're not just try- doing it for the sake of being right. Like actually go with what you think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. For sure. For sure. I, I just, you know, I, I, coming off four straight losses, it's just, I feel like it'd be almost premature to take the bears here. Um, and I, I've brought up their like concerns that, you know, there's problems bigger than the quarterback. So, um, although I do think Mitch will help the offense a bit, like I just, I just hope it's, you know, an all around effort. And I just, it's I'm just not, hard. I'm, it's hard to pick this team to win a game right now. Exactly, granted everything exactly, that's happened. Like, you, like you yeah. really want to, you really, really want to, but it's like, ah, uh, I just, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'll go, I'll go 24, 14. Um, We'll go with 24-14, but I will say I feel like 24-17 is also a good shout. But, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's what this season comes down to as we wrap it up here. Um, I, I think that's what – and Kevin's got to give his prediction still. But I think that's just what the season's come to at this point, you know? Like, it, it's just that it's been so topsy-turvy. You really – now you're directly in the middle. You're directly at 500. The season could go one way or the other yeah. now. Um, you're at that direct fork in the road, and it's just so hard because you've seen the Bears play very well, but you've also seen them play very badly. So it's hard to really pick a lane at this point, at this junction in the season right now. But anyway, Kevin, your prediction. I gave my prediction. I said 2014, but oh, yeah. I, it, is, it is kind of funny because Monday morning there could be a, a narrative that is just drastically different from the things we've been seeing the past two weeks. I mean, if they win, guys, like I feel like the sky is almost the limit if they win. You know, you have an easy schedule in front of you. You beat your, uh, the biggest rival you have. And in a very important game as it pertains to division record, uh, you know, it, it's it's all in front of them. And the sky could be the limit if they win this game. So you're right. I mean, there is kind of a fork in the road. And, and you know, if they lose, there's a chance things could go south. But if they win, I mean, no expectation is too high for them if they win. And I will stand by that statement. And, and Robert Quinn said that today uh, as well. So. I mean, it, it's this is why I'm excited, guys. I mean, this is why I am excited because we know, I think regardless of Chris picking them by 10, uh, Jake saying by his brain that he thinks the Packers are going to win, that you know that there is at least going to be a fight in this team and a fight in this game and that they're going to have a chance to win the game. I mean, we can all agree on that. So that that's where my excitement is coming from. They may not win. They may win. They may lose. But we at least know that there will be opportunities late in the game for them to win. Uh, and, and that gives us excitement because th- this is not a team that is out of it. They are in the hunt. You know, look at the graphic. If you want to go by graphics that they throw up on Monday Night Football, they are in the hunt, whether you like it or not. So I'm excited, guys. I, I really am. I'm juiced up. It's a holiday weekend. Um, it, it just feels like football time. And, you know, every time Thanksgiving rolls around, it just feels like football. It feels right. And, and no better way to cap off a good Thanksgiving weekend than with Bears Packers. So I'm thrilled, man. I'm excited. Let's ride, baby. Let's ride. And and that's the thing. You're correct because there is that narrative. You know, you're picking a path either way because you win, and that that could kick off a hot streak here, where then you have the Lions, Texans, Vikings, and Jaguars uh, before you close the season out against the Packers again. Or it could be a okay, you lost, and you're now a losing team with a losing record, and you have to beat up, and you have to beat these teams that are below you because I mean the Vikings, you should have won that game. They lost to the Cowboys last week. I mean that was just bad, bad, bad. But and then obviously we know what the Texans and Jaguars are and we know what the Lions are. But, uh, I mean, this could go either way. So, it, I mean, this is really a defining moment for this team to, uh, you know, make or break. Yep, 100%. Yep. 
Um, so yeah, as we wrap this up now, um, we're all, Kevin, of course, is picking the bears, staying true to his brand. Uh, I'm half picking the bears and half picking the Packers because I'm a fraud and I can't pick. And Chris is picking the Packers. So I feel like that evens out. I feel like that's kind of how it should go. And when you have three hosts, so it all evens out in the end, but we made some bold predictions. This is a breaking point for the bears truly is you're dead set at 500 right now and five and five, a tough opponent in the Packers Sunday night football one of the biggest rivalries in sports it's time to show what kind of team you are and if you are going to be a team that gets back off the ground or if you stay down and we're going to find out sunday night for better or for worse um but we thank you the listeners as always for sticking with us and listening to us through it all uh to ramble about nonsense and to hear us give it these predictions we appreciate you all greatly we appreciate you guys giving us your time to listen so as always Thank you for listening. Go to Manscaped. Check out the stuff that Kevin read those beautiful ad reads for. So lovely. Thank you, Kevin, for that. But everyone, stay safe. Have a good socially distanced Thanksgiving. And we'll talk to you after the Packers game. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down.